Hi, I'm Emma. Hello, I'm Mikey. And I'm Annie. And welcome to Limelight, the Falcon movie podcast. And today we're going to be talking about some of our favorite nostalgic childhood movies. So, Emma, do you have any specific childhood movies that always, you know, bring you back to the good days or trigger like fond memories? What is what are some of your favorite nostalgic films? Yeah, I I think a lot of them, like in general, I would definitely say um, like Disney films are like fairly nostalgic because I, you know, in some ways I was a very stereotypical um, girl growing up that I did really like, you know, all of, well, at least some of like the like princess movies and stuff particularly like Beauty and the Beast, I really gravitated toward that. And so that one in particular, because I, it mostly because I really liked Belle and um, she was the one that like looked the most like me, which is part, honestly, like <laughs> part of my like for some of the Disney princesses was kind of shallow. I just gravitated towards the ones that I sometimes that I liked the look of the best. Um, and so I still really love, um, Beauty and the Beast specifically. Like I will, I will still watch it and, um, listen to the songs like to this day. Um, over the summer, my, my mom and I rewatched it together and that was really fun. Like that, that's one thing that I like, especially, especially like my mom, since, um, especially with the movies that I watched, like when I was younger, um, we liked a lot of the same ones. It's kind of fun to go back and watch some of those um, old movies that are like nostalgic. And I think because they're nostalgic, it's just kind of like comforting and just like relaxing to watch them, especially if you're doing it with someone that also enjoys it and you like watching them with. So yeah, what about you? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I was also a huge fan of Beauty and the Beast because I also thought that I looked like Belle and that was just, it's always fun when you're you know, a young girl and you see a girl on TV who looks like you, that's, there's just something really powerful about that. Yeah, for um, sure. I think one of my favorite things about Beauty and the Beast and with just nostalgic movies in general is the music and the songs are almost more nostalgic than the movie themselves. And I think one example of that for me is definitely The Sound of Music. And that, that will be, I'm sure that's a nostalgic movie for many, many people out there. And the movie and the music and the characters and Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer, may he rest in peace. Um, I think all of those people are iconic and legendary in their own right. But there's something about the soundtrack to that movie. I mean, every time, you know, you hear the song, My Favorite Things, or... I am 16 going on 17, you know, there's just, there's something so captivating and comforting about those songs because that film has been around for almost 60 years, you know? And I think that there's this timeless quality to that movie and just to many nostalgic movies, generally speaking, because I think, you know, whenever I watch that movie, I go back to me being, 12 years old sitting on my grandfather's couch listening to him sing along to Edelweiss <laughs> while we watch the movie. And I, yeah, I mean, I think that there's just something really powerful about nostalgic films with soundtracks that have that ability to just take you away to a whole nother 
place and a whole nother part of your life and just really bring back these really comforting, beautiful memories. So I think that's why I love the sound of music so much is because I have so many memories attached to it. And those memories always come back whenever I watch that film. Yeah, I, t- I totally get that. And I feel the same way because that one's definitely nostalgic for me too, I think. And it's, it's just a really good movie. Speaking of, uh, like we were talking about soundtracks and how it uh, brings back, um, you know, memories and whatnot. Gotta say, the movie that does it for me is uh, Disney and Pixar Cars. I bugged my mom to buy me that soundtrack and we played it on repeat. Like I did, like when I was a kid, I just demanded her that she puts it on the car and it, that those songs those lyrics are all like like they're all like like in my brain like I remember them and I can as soon as I hear the song my mind just like plays the scene in my head and I remember it and like I'll like fast forward the whole movie up until that so- point the song is played and then I, I just play that whole song out in my head and my mom would always say like like she'd always like tell me now you used to love that song you used to listen every day you had a cd player on your side and you would sleep to it in the car like Oh my God, it was nuts. And like, of course, when they released the second one, when I was younger, I was freaking out because like, I was like, yes, more cars, more cars, more cars. And then as I got older, what's uh, they released the, the third one. And I was like, okay, I got to see this because, um, you know, it's important to me as my, like I grew up with cars because it came out such a long, long time ago when I was a kid. So I love the soundtrack and everything. So watching that movie and watching the same characters go back to like their normal they're like to like to like the original one the first one after the what happened in the second one it just like broke my heart like it like because like it's so nice to see them again and just seeing them come together again when I'm older is just like oh, I love this I needed this and just go, going out and about I'll, I'll hear a song here and there and I'll remember all those all those mo- movies and all those memories I had with those movies like just listening to a simple song just it gets me in, right in the feels yeah I think It's really interesting to think about a series of films as all being nostalgic in their own way, because usually whenever, you know, you have a a series that's two movies long or three movies long, there's always that debate about which one's the best or which one's the worst. And I think when we're talking about films that often trigger feelings of nostalgia, I think it's important to you know, say that each film is nostalgic in their own right. I think for me, a film that comes to mind is the 1971 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder, and then also Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in 2005, which was directed by Tim Burton and stars Johnny Depp. You know, both of those films, they tell the same story, but they could not be, I mean, they are miles away from each other in terms of how they tell that story. And I <laughs> I have very strong nostalgic feelings about both of those movies. And, you know, the, the, the original film from the 70s, you know, you think of that, you know, the beautiful, you know, the, the songs, again, if we're talking about how music can make people feel nostalgic, the soundtrack of that film is amazing. But then you also have these little orange Oompa Loompas who are singing that very catchy yet ominous song every time a kid disappears that there's just something about all of the pieces of that movie that just stick in your mind as a kid. And then seeing the Tim Burton film, again, very much a darker 
take. I mean, it's Tim Burton. Hello. What, what are you, what are you going to expect? <laughs> you know, but I think that there's just something about that remake that to me almost has a stronger story because it, it stays truer to the source material, which is the book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Roald Dahl. And I think the fact that that movie stuck, stuck to the script in a sense in telling the story that uh, uh, telling a story that aligned more with the book and that story, I think almost makes that film more nostalgic for me because Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was one of my favorite books growing up as well. So I think if we're, you know, talking about nostalgic films that happen to be based on book series, I think there's on, on one hand, you know, you have, you could tell a more meaningful heartfelt, comforting, whimsical story. Also, you know, like the 1971 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, or you can stick closer to the book material and tell a story that way. But (laughs) if you're Tim Burton, you have to use a little bit of your creative liberty there and make it, you know, kind of your style. So yeah, I think that nostalgic movies that are, you know, a part of the same story in a sense, but are different from each other. I think that those, I don't know, that always makes me think of some of my favorite nostalgic films because I do like a lot of movies that have been based on books, but also ones that are maybe one film in a, in a series of films. What do you think makes like these um, particular movies like nostalgic for y'all? Like I'm just, I'm just wondering, because for me, it's just, in general, like, a lot of um, movies that, like, I watched as a kid and I just kind of gravitated towards them. I was just wondering if there's any sort of, like, other, like, specific elements that, for you both, you think really makes them nostalgic. Uh, so, for me, it's the characters. Just because, like, not only do you, like, 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 for when I was a kid, so when I watched these things, I was younger. So, watching it it's uh, the characters I can either gravitate toward them, towards them because I like them or it's because I feel like I am like them so um like for instance like again with cars um in your life in everyone's life you feel like the main character so like I felt like the main character I felt like Lightning McQueen and then you know knowing Mater like that throughout the series or movie he became like his best friend so for me like that was like that's me and my best friend right there like, even though obviously it's not like we're 100% like that, but it's just like the way they like bug each other and help each other out or like, it just feels like like that's me and me and my best friend. So I, so I feel like it's the characters for me to make any movie nostalgic. Like if you can really relate to the characters or if you really like the characters, that's definitely something that makes it nostalgic for me. I mean, I think there are a lot of things that make a film nostalgic. I think we've talked about how the music and the accompaniment can make it feel nostalgic or the characters. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they come, any characters come more iconic than Tomator. Like, let's just, let's just be real here. But <laughs> I think for me, films that, that have been nostalgic for me are because of people that I associate them with or people that I originally watched them with. So I think, I mean, for me, I have a father who is a very passionate sports fan, as am I, and he and I will watch a lot of sports films together, and we did really often when I was growing up. So every time I see, whether it be Remember the Titans or 
the Sandlot or ba- the Bad News Bears, <laughs> you know, um, a lot of a lot of sports films make me think of my father and me making memories when I was a child or with my sister. You know, I always think of the Harry Potter films or <laughs> Aquamarine, um, any any tween girl's favorite movie, um, because those are films that I used to watch and enjoy with my sister. So. I think that the movies themselves have, you know, nostalgic content as well. But I think the real draw for me is the people in my life that I experienced those movies with originally, because those memory, making those memories with people in your life that you care about is almost more comforting and more tender than the movies themselves. So I think that that's also a really important part of what makes a film nostalgic for me. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with that. Cause I mean, I talked about that a little bit with um, um, <clears throat> part of the reason why like Beauty and the Beast is really special for me. It's the same with a movie like um, The Princess Bride, which is honestly a movie that holds a collective nostalgia for my whole family, <laughs> which is part of the reason um, it's so nostalgic for me is because I just have really fond memories of watching that movie over and over again with all of my family and just loving it. Like, I feel like this is the case for a lot of people that I know that like it, but we we quote it very often. It is a staple in our household. And um, yeah, and I think that's part of the reason it's, that movie is really special to me because A, it's just a really good movie, but also it's it's just there's something so wonderful wonderful about being able to have that kind of collective shared enjoyment with like a bunch of people that you also really care about. Um, I really loved Curious George, the movie. Um, what brings me to that is because uh, just the other, like just this past week, I was, you know, wiping the counters, closing down at my job, and they played the Upside Down song. And, like, I had to take a double take, because, like, I was cleaning, and I heard I heard some words, and I was like, wait, I know these words. And then I got, get closer to, the, like, the speakers, and I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this movie. And, like, some scenes just started flashing in my head. I loved that movie. Like, like... Like uh, we used to drive a lot around a lot in, uh, when I was a child, and uh, I'd always put that movie on. And every time, like not there was not even once, like I knew it was going to happen, but there wasn't one time where I didn't cry, because <laughs> that movie, like it hits in the feels, like it, it has a good ending, but it's like it's still like it's upsetting or like I don't know the emotions get to you, especially with the music. Like I don't know that that movie, watching it as a child, because like every morning. When I, before I'd go to school, I watched Curious George. So like when they came out with a movie, I really wanted to see it. So I watched it. And that definitely brings back uh, a lot of memories. Good ones. Even though I did cry watching that movie, it was all, it was all good memories. I mean, I think that's another thing is that you can, you can have a film be nostalgic for you, even if those feelings aren't always overwhelmingly positive. That's a very big thing, I think, because oftentimes, you know, the word nostalgia will trigger like, oh, comforting and warm and beautiful. And this. it doesn't always have to be like that. You know, I mean, 
I think one of my, another film from uh, that I would watch a lot as a kid was Cheaper by the Dozen, which is a comedy, definitely very much a comedy. But there's one scene where one kid in this family runs away and this whole family is, you know, all over the streets looking for him and they don't know where he is and the parents are freaking out. And it was, that scene always made me so upset because, you know, you think about this poor little boy and why he wants to run away from home. He doesn't feel accepted at home. And, um, and that story also does end positively. It does end up, you know, in a, it ends in a happy way, but that scene in particular always just broke my heart and every time I think about it I'm always just like (laughs) you know you just feel that little that little heartache inside because yes that film is a comedy and it's hilarious and it absolutely reminds me of my childhood because I also grew up in a big family not not you know 12 kids (laughs) but I grew up in a family where I didn't always feel 100% you know connected to everybody because it's hard to stay connected to your whole family when everyone's on a different schedule and not everybody's home at the same time you are and everyone wakes up and goes to bed at different times. So I think that, I think that nostalgic films having kind of those up and down moments, I think that almost makes them more nostalgic because they reflect reality more when they're like that, because (laughs) newsflash reality isn't always sunshine and rainbows. Um, so I think I almost gravitate towards those, the films that do feature kind of the ebbs and flows of life because they make me feel like I'm not alone when I experience those ups and downs in my own life, which I think is a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, I totally get that. Cause I mean, that's definitely how I think more so like now that I'm older, how my relationship with movies is like, I, I don't generally like ones that are like entirely like feel good I like sometimes I just enjoy some of the slightly darker just like sadder stuff because I don't know I just find that interesting it's the type of stuff that I like to write about too but that is drastically different from the kind of stuff that I liked and wanted to watch when I was younger and more so in the area at least where I am like now that I think things can bridge over into nostalgia for me because like I've realized looking back I was a super conflict avoidant kid like I could not handle tension like in in any case like even in movies any sort of big conflict so I think I definitely had a little bit of a different experience but I'm expecting as I get older and kind of that window for nostalgia moves um I'll probably have more of the same kind of experience that I think you're describing all right friends we have reached the point in the episode where we bring to you what we like to call our weekly what to watch. And it's the point in the episode where we just recommend one of our favorite nostalgic films to you. Just one of the films that kind of fits the category that we've been talking about. So I can start us off. I think one nostalgic film that I have not mentioned yet that is one of my favorites It's not the most traditional of films, but it's one called Eloise at the Plaza, which is 
a 2003 film about this little girl named Eloise. She is six years old and she lives at the Plaza Hotel in New York. Um, And she's just, you know, running around the hotel, causing all kinds of ruckus and problems for all the employees there. Um, But that was one of my favorite, favorite films growing up. And fun fact, it stars Julie Andrews as Eloise's nanny. So (laughs) if that's not enough incentive to watch this movie, I don't know what is. But it's just a really funny lovely story about you know this little girl and the people around her and her ability to make friends and create loving moments between people but also just create chaos in any scenario you can think of so she's definitely a bit of a rabble rouser but her intentions are always good and everything always somehow ends up according to her plan so If I had to recommend one of my favorite nostalgic movies, it would definitely be Eloise at the Plaza, which is available to stream on Amazon Prime. Yes. So mine is um, definitely one that I'm sure mm, a a lot of people, a lot of people have watched. Um, Very, very popular movie, but it's one of my most nostalgic films that I haven't um, talked about yet, which is The Avengers. Um, I, that's another movie that I watched, um, like a lot with my family growing up and kicked off my love for Marvel, which still prevails after even all these movies. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was the first one that I watched out of all of them. And I just, yeah, it's just was super cool to like you know it's just this movie where you know all of these um super you know iconic superheroes team up and I just think it's very um well constructed and I like the way that it was able to um lead into this much like bigger universe so yeah if you haven't watched it I think you should watch it if you already have re-watch it because I think um it still holds up as a really good movie and the characters are great. So yeah, that's my recommendation. And just for those out there that don't know, uh, where can we watch that, Emma? Oh, you can watch that on Disney plus. My recommendation. I did talk about this earlier. Uh, is curious, George, just because people think it's just the show, but the movie is just one, one masterpiece out there. Like for, for a movie that ha- the main character does not say a word, it's a really good movie and it, it, it definitely gets in your feels and the characters, they just work so well together. It's just really, really good, really well put together, very well animated. It's an animated film for those that don't, people that don't know it's, it's animated. And for 2006, this is one heck of an animation. It's very good. And um, you guys can watch it on both Hulu and HBO Max. So if you got either. Um, again, my name is uh, Mikey, and I hope you guys enjoyed this this podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Annie. Thank you so much for tuning in, and hopefully we will catch you all on our next episode. 